0: Hello, hello. I was so excited to talk to Vanessa Tucker from Walk Your Talk Retreats because her journey and what she does is fascinating. I've known Vanessa since uni where she came as a mature student and sort of wafted in like a beautiful, charismatic hippie with bright red hair and twinkly eyes. But apart from weddings and the odd get-together where we all drink far too much, dance and get emotional, I haven't seen her to properly talk to her and explore how and why she got to where she is today. Twice during this interview, the sound suddenly went and we were doing hand signals and mouthing things to each other while it got fixed. But apart from a slight change in tone, you'd never know. Ness carried on seamlessly like a pro, making it very easy for me to edit back together, making me feel like a sort of magical podcast editing fairy. So here it is, a gorgeous, inspiring chat with Vanessa Tucker. Enjoy. Vanessa from university where she was studying drama and English with a view to becoming a drama teacher. She became a really inspiring drama teacher but she later gave that up to run a retreat in India. Amongst other things she now considers herself to be a medicine woman, a love activist and a life artist She's a successful published author and is someone who I see as constantly evolving in her creativity. So I am so excited and happy to have Vanessa on today. Welcome,
1: Vanessa, to Holly's World. Thank you so much for inviting me, Holly, to your wonderful world. (laughs) You are welcome. I'm just wondering
0: if you could tell us a little bit about what you do at the moment and just kind of um, so that Mm -hmm. listeners know what you do and what it involves because it is all very exciting.
1: Well yes Um, so I would call myself I'm a therapist so I practiced uh, uh, drama um, sorry uh, dance and movement therapy and there is a bit of drama thrown in there too and um, I'm a hypnotherapist and an NLP practitioner so I, I, I started um if I go back to where <laughs> it's probably a good idea to go back to where you introduced me as being a drama teacher, yeah And so from that point, um, after I had a, I had a, a, a little bit of um, a, a life disruption, if you can call it that, and I retrained to become a healer, uh, a Reiki practitioner and a hypnotherapist and a somatic dance movement therapist most recently so I've been practicing as a therapist and that led me on to kind of running retreats for people in in India and in the UK and it led me on to exploring and developing and and kind of trying to discover what my medicine was for the world if you see what I mean and and yeah it kind of led me along lots and lots of many different paths which I know you want to talk about today. so
0: you've just come back from India haven't you where you've been running a retreat yeah so what does a retreat involve a walk is walk your talk retreats isn't it
1: yeah they're uh, they originated uh, i originally developed them for people who were at a stage where i was in my life so when i um, i actually uh, separate uh, got divorced or separated from my partner at the time and i was very quite broken and um, i call it in my book i had an alchemy moment because these are kind of like moments in life that act like catalysts to kind of um, yeah, catapult you into a different world or a different reality, or maybe following your dream of something that you didn't even realise you wanted to do. <laughs> and um, so these these retreats are um, are linked to, in, to that basically, Fe- helping other people find their dreams, helping them to uh, heal from from uh, life's knocks and uh, things that have happened to us. And uh, there's just a place that I wished I had. The kind of the skills that I use there are um, shamanic um, skill, uh, somatic and shamanic mainly on, on the retreats. And so that's inviting people into meditation, into um, guided visualizations, into movement meditations, into uh, doing some yoga, which most people understand as a retreat They basically. But it's much, much more. It's exploring, uh, giving them a, holding a space for them, really, for them to explore themselves Mm -hmm. and discover um, ways that they can dig deep to heal themselves or support themselves in their journey and also to find new ways of being.
0: So and what a space it is all the pictures that i see on instagram
1: and the palm trees and the the beautiful it's yeah. just
0: beautiful
1: there isn't it it's incredible and nature plays a massive part yeah it, it absolutely does you yeah. know i mean the lapping of the waves the uh the, the like you say the palm trees in india and yeah. it's, Manicness and and beauty all at once. Yeah, yeah, all this big incredible melting pot.
0: So take me back to because I always remember you at uni as being passionate about being a drama teacher was your path. So you'd been a hairdresser, hadn't you? Yeah, and then you decided to retrain and um, did your degree, and then you had. um, Every intention of doing a PGCE, which you did, yes. and became a drama teacher, absolutely loved it. Yes. Um, so what I always remember you being spiritual and I always remember you, I always remember there being crystals around and things like that. Yeah. But what was it that made you think, I'm gonna stop being a drama teacher and I want to follow this different
1: path? What led up to that? And what Um, I think, uh, so there were, there were two points. The first point was when, like I say, I had, I kind of had, I took a sabbatical for a year from teaching. My relationship broke down. And so I was quite devastated and didn't know what to do. Um, so I was a, um, I was running a department at the time at the drama department so it was it was very uh, as you probably know it's you know it's a very heavy uh, uh there's a lot of work involved there's a lot of work involved in teaching anyway yeah, so intense. um it, it's it's a, it's a it's a profession that just demands and will take and take and take from you and I needed some space and I was actually just going to chuck the, my job in <laughs> and it was my headmaster who said why don't you take a sabbatical so um, I did, I took a sabbatical for a year and I thought, uh, I actually, it came from me sitting in my living room and I'd almost repeated myself. So I, I'd I found a house and I was living by myself for the first time and I sat there and I had this like idea pop or or voice or something pop into my head saying what would you do if you had six months to live now I thought it was I don't know maybe some angel or some kind of some spiritual some being just guiding me there was was, it felt like a sense of guidance because it just Mm -hmm. kind of popped in and then I started thinking about that imagining what I what would I do if I really truly had six months to live yeah and I thought well I wouldn't be teaching I would chuck my job in <laughs> um and I would travel the world because I'd never done that yeah and so um I did it I followed my thoughts and I I just did it so I went in to hand my noticing. And then they said, you know, take a sabbatical. So I was very fortunate. I had uh, a year, and I just planned all these wonderful places where I I wanted to go. And I tapped into my childhood. Where would I love to have gone when I was a young girl? You know, like Fiji, somewhere exotic, or you know, um, and India was really, really always on my list. And I just, I don't know why, as such, I thought it's because I was a bit of a hippie and you know this kind of idea of India being um some place where you could find yourself or yeah. that kind of idea but um yeah so it was always there so I um I followed that really and I I don't I think I felt like I'd already lost my my major dream which was to be married to the man I loved with this house. And and this was a major dream for me all my life. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'd lost it meant, well, it doesn't matter what else happens really because I've lost that anyway. So it was like, take this leap of faith and just go for it. That's amazing.
0: That's like, you know, liberation out of something so traumatic.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was liberating. I mean, it took a few years, obviously, for it all yeah. to evolve and happen. Um, but when I did that, that that changed me. And then on that journey, I started, I learned meditation and I learned about the chakras. And in particular, I learned Reiki healing and I had this done to me and it was mind-blowing, the effect it had on my physicality and my body and my and 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 how it brought things back up for me to heal and I was just in, uh, amazed by it and was like wow <laughs> so um, I trained to be a, a, a Reiki healer and a, a Reiki master eventually and um, that led me on to crystal healing and um, hypnotherapy and, and leading me down at the, the route of the therapist yeah.
0: Amazing so I was going to ask you where where your you know all the interest in healing and um all the spiritual practice came from but I think you've answered that really and I always remember you um when I found out that you weren't a drama teacher anymore and that you'd followed it I wasn't surprised I feel as though this is this was always something that you were meant to be doing because he's still doing the teaching and there's still yes. an element of drama involved and dance Absolutely. and all of that. Yeah. You're also following that other path. That's so much a part of Vanessa, isn't
1: it? Yes, it is. It's actually, um, it, it it's, the idea of the archetype, the wounded healer, you know, the yeah. wounded healer needs to heal themselves. They always yeah. look to heal other people, but actually what they need to do is turn it in on themselves. And very much that's, that's what happened to me. You know, yeah. I looked out wanting to support and help other people, but that's actually a symptom of <laughs> a symptom, if you want to call it, of trauma anyway, yeah. you know, and, and developmental trauma in particular, which yeah. I work a lot with now with people. And um, you know that it's it's there. You you know the more I I end up healing and uh, working on myself, the more I then have to offer somebody else. And it's it's this kind of two way thing, really. Yeah. I have to like look at myself, and then and I'm constantly it's constant growth. You know, it, it will be a never ending. It would be never ending. I think. I mean, That's I believe it. that there's this kind of like. Uh, young kind of this idea of individuation where you are eventually moving towards wholeness and you you know you continue to do this for your lifetime you let your your life teach you and move you towards wholeness you've got to have an incredible amount
0: of self awareness haven't you for it is self awareness isn't it, and just yeah. developing that and that's that's a struggle for a, a lot of people, I think.
1: It really is, I mean the concentration that's required yeah. or, the, or the attention that's, that's required. But I think you've got to have a lot of compassion, and that that's thing with it a lot of the time is we don't have the compassion for ourselves that um, we perhaps have you know with, with other people we'll, we'll have much more compassion for. But when it comes to ourselves, compassion for ourselves is 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 a big part of that and sometimes not even creating too much of a narrative around why we do things or why we don't do things and instead just be aware of it and and it and know that there's always a choice to change things when we when we feel we want to change them you know without the pressure you know
0: yeah I think that's key isn't it just kind of allowing yourself to go through that process of what um when you I'm really interested to know the kind of practicalities so when you went on your sabbatical and you did all the traveling and you fell in love with um, India and you did um your various courses and things and thought I really want to open a retreat this is my dream, I want to share this with other people and I want to help other people to heal. How did you go about finding somewhere and doing that? Like, what was what was the process?
1: Okay, so um, one of those things was quite a difficult process. So I came back to work and I, like I said, I, get, I had a sabbatical and I did six years of training different types of training you know uh, um, and building up a practice and going part-time teaching so I went part-time teaching and I built up a practice and I got to a point where I felt I was I got I got a shove actually (laughs) from the universe saying get on with it (laughs) but um, that shove was uh, kind of telling me to you know go start a practice because the things changed at at work and something happened at work that actually really instigated me to go right I'm not I'm I need to leave I need to have my notes in and I need to run retreats in India and um start up you know uh, develop my practice a bit more um so that was uh one of the 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 major things it was kind of hard work actually building all of that retraining and getting myself to that point of feeling uh that I was good enough in a way I think. you know um that I I had some that I could could really hold what I was offering uh with authenticity yeah I needed to feel authentic but um yeah and so I I did now I also vowed to myself that I would because I traveled alone when I went traveling. And that was a big healer for me. Mm. And I vowed that I would take myself off every year to travel alone. And I did, and teaching, I you know, I would have like a, a, week's, a two weeks holiday and I would go to India. So at one of the times, it was in um, 20, um, 2010, I think, or something. And I was traveling uh, India and I was in the South, and I hit this spot and it was April because that's the only time you could. It's, it's not a really great time to be in India because it gets hotter and hotter and you're moving towards monsoon. But it was the only time I could go because of my teaching holidays. Yeah. So anyway, I was there and I was in this place that was that was amazing. And it was an amazing beach and there was nobody there. <laughs> it was just me. I had the beach all to myself and I was dating um a guy at the time who ran NLP um courses and I thought to myself oh my god this would be an amazing place for him to run a, a, a one of his NLP you know courses so still I wasn't thinking of myself at that time so when I came back home and um it was literally um A year and a bit later, um, I got to a position where I I was leaving and I thought, where would a great place in India be that I know that I could run a retreat? And this place popped into my head. So I sent them an email and like they do in India, they said, oh, yeah, absolutely fine. No problem. (laughs) So I came out to India. They'd never run a retreat before. Oh. and I'd never run a retreat before so we were kind of we came out and I was like oh this is fantastic but where would I actually run the the actual workshops because there wasn't really a space for that and he said oh well I'm actually having a an office built with a, a with a room underneath Wow. and that's going to be happening in October so it all just literally fell into place it was it was it was there was no hard work in in making it happen it was just a lot of trust that's amazing Mm.
0: the the universe wanted you to do that
1: yeah I know it was amazing were there any
0: hurdles any setbacks or anything that you know made you think oh this isn't going to happen um
1: the well I was financially worried yeah. uh at the time i uh i rented my house out actually so this was a, so when i was running the retreats so i've kind of um yeah had to rent it out so there was the timing of renting it out and yeah. uh mo- and obviously going so that was a, a there was a lot of stress with that or there could have been a lot a lot of kind of just went with it really but um and the heartbreaking for me was leaving my cats because oh. they're like my children because um yeah and so I left them with my mum and dad who looked after them for me and but that that was quite a, a heartbreaking yeah. thing. I mean it was definitely going to happen. The first year I didn't make any money from it. <laughs> I uh literally Uh, lower the price to the point of just just to run it so I mean that was a hurdle you could look at it like if you were going to look at it from a business sense it probably wasn't great business sense straight away but I was I just knew I needed to run it Mm -hmm. and then it would uh, get a consciousness of its own and 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 momentum and and then it would take off but yeah yeah so um and it did it did it so is. now you spend
0: half your time in India and, in... oh, <laughs> this is coming up. Half your time in India and you're in Cornwall now, aren't you?
1: I am. Well, I'm Devon actually. Yes, just yeah, on the yeah. Cornish Devon border. But um, I have for the past, yeah, since, um, yeah, t- 10, 10, 12 years, I've been actually doing. Gosh, it's twelve years. Oh, I've been doing six months in India and six months in the UK. For the last couple of years, I've um, uh, we've I've just moved house again. So we've just I've tailored it down to because I'm still running the retreat in India, but I'm coming back and focusing my work a lot more in the UK as well. So. I'm kind of needing to be here. I've I've started uh, co-founded the Medicine Women Training School for women, wow. so um, that's been uh, taking up a lot of my. What does that? Mean, what is it? What what kind of? What's the training? So the training is for women to um, remember their power and and their their medicine. The, the traditional idea of medicine was that. A person embodies a particular, unique medicine that they have then to offer the world, mm. and that could be in it. That could be in in the form of being sh- a shamanic healer, for example, or it could be the fact that you. Uh, it's a, a mother who has three children, and that's her in, in power. You know, um, so. Uh, it, and it's working very much with women to support them to develop their power and their, their hone their skills. And it's uh, the, the skills are healing, shamanic, energy work, that kind of area. Sounds um, amazing. Yeah. And yeah. you've written a book, haven't you? Two books? Yes, yeah, two books, actually, yes. Yeah. So uh, the first one was um, called The Art of You and it's really about how life your life if you see your life as a work of art um, that you are a masterpiece but also you are in continual process Mm -hmm. it's one way of really looking at life to 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 realize that you can there's still so much more growth and development to happen and it's okay if things change (laughs) because I think people get stuck quite a lot in not wanting things to change So on that yeah. note, what
0: sort have you got any kind of words of wisdom advice for anybody who's, you know, teaching, for example? <laughs> or, you know, somebody who's in a career, one of those kind of careers where that's your path, who's yeah. who just really wants something else and has got a passion for something else, but's a little bit scared about um doing something about it. Have you got any, what
1: would you say to somebody? i'd um say trust yourself do it i would i would go i would suggest you go in somehow or you spend some time alone and you just uh, not not as if you're thinking too much about anything but perhaps a walk in nature or a swim or some movement or some dreaming just do some dreaming and allow uh you some things to pop into your from up from the um, you know the depths of your imagination or consciousness and 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 follow those things don't dismiss them just allow them to be there and you know uh, just get a get a contact the body and think oh that makes me feel excited you know if that makes you feel excited or scare there's a fine line between anxiety and excitement so yeah you know the the the, that excitement of oh my god could I possibly do this and then and then you have to take a leap of faith you do have to um but you can do it in small little steps you don't have to sell up like I did and um just think right I'm going to chuck it all in Mm. um you can do a what a small one small step towards it Yeah. yeah whatever that might be but well, I
0: think the fact that because you went part-time didn't you first and kind of yes. built up the skills and that must have been because you were running a drama department and it's like you were an expert in your field really and so to go from that to kind of you must have felt some sort of I've talked about this on other in other interviews and that imposter syndrome.
1: Oh yes absolutely yeah. yeah. Do you still
0: feel that or do you think you've kind of overcome that now or are there ever any times where you still have those
1: feelings? Yeah, every time I do something new, (laughs) which uh, I'm in the imposter syndrome. Interesting, I've just um, uh, completed, uh, actually it's ended up being four years training, but it was a two-year course um, in somatic dance movement therapy. And, you know, I've qualified I know what I'm talking about I, I've embraced it and I, I've turned the work in on myself but still there's because I've just started it I feel yeah. the like a bit of the imposter syndrome but yeah. it that in a way I like that in a way because what it does is it makes me work really 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 hard yeah. <laughs> to yeah. ensure I, I know that that could push me towards burnout but it does make me work really hard to, 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 I can be a bit of a perfectionist, so I do, I am aware of that, but it does make me, mm, uh, get to the point that I really know a hundred percent that I am good enough to do what it is I'm teaching or offering, yeah, 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 because I make sure I am, (laughs) I kind (laughs) of like, you know, (laughs) Yeah. You work hard, don't you? You I work, work really hard.
0: hard. Yeah. Well, so, ever since I've known you, you've always had this confidence, this confidence that I've admired. And, mm. and I would say high self esteem and always sort of being comfortable in your own skin.
1: And would you agree? well I would say I could also be a good actress <laughs> ah,
0: well that's what I was going to ask think... because it's that's yeah. how you've always come across as yeah. this really confident woman who's really comfortable in her own skin and yeah. you know just has that sort of inner you know just I can achieve anything sort of
1: attitude
0: yeah. is that is that real is that the real Vanessa
1: no I don't think it is I think I I I tell you what I do have is a risk-taking yes within me that I will leap into something and have a go yeah um so I suppose I have the confidence to fail in that in that respect that's a really interesting
0: way of putting it having the confidence to fail
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have the confidence to just walk, you know, <laughs> and it might not work exactly as I anticipate. And I will take a leap and have the confidence to fail in in certain things. Uh yeah, I, I do that. I wouldn't say I I uh have I wouldn't look at myself like that. And I think that if there is that daily I've got to work at getting myself to that uh position I feel that my spiritual self that I do a lot of shamanic journey and that makes me feel empowered I connect with a part of myself that I can do a lot easier than I ever did when I was younger you know um connect to this part of myself that goes Mm yep do it go for it so yes in that respect I suppose I am much more confident than I ever was yeah but um yeah, and, and that's part of it. I, I feel like I've got this uh, internal connection yeah. that is that is there. And maybe I did have it when I was younger, but I don't think perhaps I had it as I have it now. Yeah. Know, it's very, very clear, and I can connect to it very easily.
0: Where do you think that sort of um, go for it, risk-taking, kind of I can do it sort of attitude comes from
1: um, hmm. I think having tr- overcome trauma in my life mm. helps a lot with that yeah yeah uh, and when you have overcome things then uh there's a there's an inner strength that you have that cannot be knocked really, yeah. there's, there's a sense of inner strength. I don't know if I'd call it a confidence to do absolutely anything. I, I, I think it's more just this, um, you know, if you can overcome some traumatic things or, or accept them and, and yeah. make them part of you more rather than overcoming it, it's, but in, in a way you're, you're using those those things that were once traumatic to you and you're turning them into gold. You know, you're you're actually using the gifts that come from that, and so that's what I feel I do to help me then, um, you know, follow my path in whichever direction that might be. And I think we all feel insecure, you know, and we all feel not good enough or the imposter syndrome, and Mm. you know, it's always there. Yeah, we just can choose not to activate it we can choose to go to the other parts of us that are that can lead the way yeah
0: and I think it is recognizing that it is a choice isn't it yeah yeah I've got Mm. a final question now this (laughs) you're going to wish that I'd given you this one in advance in a minute (laughs) (laughs) if you had a magic seed and could grow anything you wanted what would you grow If you could see Vanessa's face right now, she's (laughs) excited by this question.
1: I think I would grow um, peace. I love that. (laughs) I think I would grow peace and connection and, um, yeah, I would grow peace, connection, and awareness because peace and connection exists, but perhaps awareness of it and that we're all we're all one. I would grow that. This is where I feel my my work leads me to on this, you know, even though pos- possibly an old hippie too. <laughs> all we need is love. But I actually believe that um, you know, we can by having this kind of connection with each other and the, the natural world we're gonna you know we're gonna help help save the planet and the world and
0: yeah that is just uh, perfect that's just such the answer that I would have hoped that Vanessa Tucker would have given <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. And I'm so sorry about all the technical issues. I'm hoping that by maybe podcast 10, <laughs> I'll have ironed <laughs> some of these out. <laughs> Every single one's had a hiccup so far, but you've been amazing. Oh. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure Thank to you. talk to you.
1: Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you too.